Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Over Easy. My name is Maddie in case you're new here or welcome back. It has definitely been a while. I think it has been literally a month since I posted a new episode and we are going to talk all about why I haven't posted and everything like that. But um, let's just get into it. I don't know what else to say. I'm going to do a quick catch up of updates of my life and all that in this episode just talking about what I have been up to and also why I haven't recorded and just my thought process with that but then also I want to talk about in relation to that why I love routines and why I think they are so important so let's get into it we're going to start with a rose bud and a thorn also actually I'll talk about it in a sec So, rosebud and thorn. A rose is something good that's happened, a bud is something I'm looking forward to, and a thorn is something that's not so good that has happened. I will definitely say today my bud is that I'm going to watch the fireworks tonight. So, if you don't know, there is a special event that happens in Vancouver every single year, which is the Honda Celebration of Light. And basically what that is, is three countries compete every single year with a fireworks show, and it is so much fun. This is actually my first year of going in my entire life of being in Vancouver. Vancouver. I have just never gone because I never thought I was that into fireworks, but now that I've gone this year, I've already gone to two out of three and I'm going to go to the last one tonight. I can definitely say I'm going to be there every single year from now on. Maybe not every single time, but definitely at least once a year because it is so fun and so amazing. So I'm really looking forward to the last show tonight. The last show tonight is by the Philippines, so I'm very excited for that. The last two have been amazing. I will, although I definitely will say you have to watch from English Bay. The first night we watched from Kitsilano, and while it is still beautiful because you still see the fireworks and everything, you don't see the show. Like, you kind of just see fireworks, if that makes sense. So the second night I watched from English Bay, and it was so beautiful. It was such a different experience, and I loved it so much. Um, let's talk about my rose. What would my rose be for today? Um, my rose is that I've just been having a really good week. I will say that. I had a really good week this week, and I think that's all I can say. It's not that anything happened that was bad. It was just, or anything happened that was extra good, but I guess I'm, I just had a really good week. Work was good. Life was good. Yep. Although I did sleep only five and a half hours one week or one night this week because of the fireworks show that was on a weeknight and surprisingly I didn't die as much as I thought I would at work the next day which is very surprising because I always thought I was someone who like absolutely needed eight hours of sleep every night but I've definitely learned this year that I can definitely survive like off five hours of sleep for one night and then if I catch up the next night then I'll be fine I can't do it like consistently or consecutively that's when I will start to deteriorate that's my rose. Just had a good week this week. It was very solid. Also, my rose is that I'm filming my podcast again, which I'm very, like, I feel so good doing this. Like, it feels very natural and, like, back to back to how things should be, I guess. My thorn is that, um, I guess I would just say I'm feeling a little bit tired recently, and I'll talk about this when I talk about what I've been up to, but I've just been up to so much because it's summer, and I happen, while on one hand I want to take advantage of everything that's going on and, you know, see my friends, take advantage of the daylight, it's just also very exhausting because I, you know, I work a 40-hour work week, and then, you know, I have to 
live my life and then I want to see my friends and all this stuff so it's just been like a lot of balance that I've been trying to maintain but it is definitely hard and I feel very exhausted I just journaled this morning and I kind of feel like I've been losing my independence a little bit recently just because I'm so used to seeing everyone right now and I kind of want to get back to that like I would say my April May era was probably like when I was hyper independent and just doing things alone and spending time alone and I really like that but recently I've I feel like I've just been craving company and not because it's genuine but sometimes just because I'm like used to it so I definitely want to not get dependent on that because that's not good Anyways, that's my rosebud and thorn for today. So let's talk about why I stopped recording for a month because um, I guess that's the elephant in the room. Um, there's a couple reasons and I want to talk about it, all of them. So the last podcast, podcast, the last podcast that I filmed, I was at my mom's house. And during that time, I was incredibly busy because that was like my real like hot girl summer era i was doing everything every single day and just a lot and so i was first of all just like not making time for my podcast and also just not having the energy for it so i stopped recording and also because at that time i also just didn't know what i wanted to talk about so this is one thing like one of the main reasons why i didn't record for a little bit was because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my content and also I was feeling a little bit like creatively burnt out because I listen to a lot of podcasts in my free time and while I like this is my internal debate all the time is that I I personally love podcasts that are very structured and have research and stuff like that like if you guys have ever listened to the psychology of your 20s i love that podcast it is so good and also someone like emma chamberlain's podcast it is very structured in that there's a certain topic every single week and i really like that and i want to emulate it but i also know that First of all, I just don't have the time and effort or time and energy to do that every single week because I do work a full-time job and I have other things that I do. And also, I just feel like it's too much pressure. And that's like the biggest thing. I don't want to feel like my podcast is pressuring me to make it every single week. Like it started, I started a podcast because I loved making YouTube videos where I was just chatting about what's going on in my life and updating you guys and telling you what I learned and I feel like I want to go back to that route and just have it be a casual chat and maybe if I do want it to be more structured and researched and like I have a topic that I'm like hyper fixated on I'll do that but I I think the biggest thing that I've realized while I thought about it during this month off is I can't put pressure on myself, especially because my podcast is just a genuine hobby and not like something I make money off of or anything like that. Like I want to keep it something that I enjoy and want to do every single week. So that was a big part was just like I didn't know where to go with my podcast and I just needed time to reset and think about it. Also, I wasn't quite happy with the podcast that I was filming right before I took my break. Like I feel like I was just filming for the sake of it, but I am back and I have ideas and I want to share and even if they're not like life-changing to someone else in a way it's still helpful for me and I do find I do get a lot of messages and stuff that the casual format is also still helpful so I think I'll just keep it this way 
Also, another reason was that my mic literally broke. As you can probably tell, I have a new setup. I literally bought this new mic last night from Best Buy because I was like, I need to record my podcast this week and my mic is not working. I need to figure it out. So I like ran to Best Buy, bought this. It was a whole chaos thing, but I made it work because I really, really wanted to record this weekend and here we are. So if there's like anything wrong with this setup, I'll still keep playing with it over the next few weeks. But that was also just like a big thing was the original mic that I had was the Samson Q2. Bought it off of Amazon when I first started my podcast. And I've realized now that I have the stand back and I'm not holding the microphone, I think this is the move because I love talking with my hands. And also just holding the microphone was such a distraction before. So I like this setup a little bit better. But obviously, I will continue to improve it and think about it and... Uh, just work on it but this is really just a makeshift podcast like I planned this all out last night I just got the mic to work this morning it wasn't even working last night when I plugged it into my computer I have to update my computer this morning to get this all working so you gotta do what you gotta do right (laughs) so those are the first two reasons my last reason my last big reason that I was kind of pausing on my podcast was comparison got the best of me and I was kind of feeling down about myself I usually am not a person that will compare myself anymore I used to do this all the time when I was younger and on social media and seeing celebrities and stuff like that I used to be so down about myself because I would compare myself to them all the time but I don't know recently because I've been listening to so many podcasts I just kind of felt down about you know oh like I'm two years in and it's still a small podcast not that audience numbers really care to me or like really matter to me I didn't ever start this to be a huge podcast but sometimes it you just can't help it right like you're on social media social media is numbers and sometimes it just gets the best of you so that's why I also think I needed just a bit of a reset to remember that my podcast I started as a place to genuinely connect with other people and I've realized oh actually one of the reasons why I've realized that this is important is because while I was on my month break I was spending a lot more time with friends and new people and stuff like that and I got a lot of comments about people who or like real life comments not like YouTube comments but I got a lot of remarks from people that you know they listen to my podcast and they genuinely listen and like know about parts of my life and sometimes I forget that I share so much of this online with you guys that it's like oh shoot so I do genuinely love that although it might be a little bit one-sided that there is a genuine connection and we can like connect over common topics and things that we can relate over so it's a work in progress but for sure it is Something I just like kind of succumb to uh, every few years, but I think the break really helped me. Okay, so last but not least, the smallest little reason why I took a little break is genuinely because the 100th episode intimidated me a lot uh, because I'm at 93 now and I know that I've been getting closer and closer to 100 ever since I hit 90 episodes pretty much and I still don't know what I want to do for my 100th episode and it just intimidates me. And that's kind of why I paused it was to kind of like procrastinate thinking about it because I didn't want to think about it. And I know I'm just like making this a bigger deal than it is. Like I could just not make it any deal at all and just say happy 100th. But I have seen other podcasts that celebrate 100 episodes and they do something big and fun and 
just exciting and I just have no idea what I want to do so if you have suggestions you can let me know but anyways the takeaway from my main break is that I do want to prioritize my podcast more of course and now that I've kind of taken a break I feel a little bit more creatively recharged and like my ideas are back and I've also lived a bit more life that I can share about in my episodes my hinge episode is coming soon I just need to kind of collect my ideas and thoughts and reflections about it okay so it's coming because I have stopped hinge dating a little bit anyways so that's like the biggest reason that's my main why I paused and I hope you understand just needed a little bit of a break I also took a break from making YouTube videos just wanted to live life in the real dimension for a little bit (laughs) okay but I will do a little bit of a July update and what I have been up to because I feel like July has been such a busy month for me it has been the busiest month by far which is crazy that I'm even still alive right now as we usually do I'm gonna do a little bit of a book update because I love I've been reading a lot and um, let's share let's share so I have updated my reading journal okay first of all the first book that I read was happy place by Emily Henry this one is going very famous very viral online I also don't have TikTok anymore I think I already deleted it before I took my break but I can't keep up with book talk anymore but I did see like on Instagram and everything that everyone was reading happy place by Emily Henry I thought it was all right like I didn't love it I also just haven't loved Emily Henry books in general like book lovers and people we meet on vacation I think is Emily Henry they are like all all right they're not like page turners for me if that makes sense the one thing I did appreciate though is the theme of changing friendships as you're getting older because I do feel that I'm relating to that a lot obviously as I'm continuing through my 20s so I really did like that theme but I was just like the romance I was like oh my god what why why are you guys like not just admitting that you love each other and why are you dragging this on so much like this is so pointless like come on sorry if that's a little bit of a spoiler but yeah that was kind of how I felt the whole book the second book that I read was The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins and I know I am so late to the game everyone I knew read this in like sixth grade but I picked it up recently and I read it I loved it I do think I rated it a five stars oh I didn't even do the entry for this what the heck oh I didn't do an entry for it but I did love the Hunger Games it was such a good book I loved the action and the adventure and the little bit of romance and just the whole story really loved it so I might watch the movie although I'm scared that you know the if it's a big discrepancy I'll be very upset but I just loved that book then I read You're a Badass and Making Money by Jen Sincero that one is like part of the series of You're a Badass I liked it It wasn't like my favorite book. I kind of just was wanting a break from fiction for a little bit, which is why I picked that book up. And also I'm trying to like be more responsible with my money recently. So let's see how that goes. Anyways, I did appreciate that I thought at first what I wanted was her to tell me exactly what to do to be able to make more money. But I do appreciate that it was a little more open-ended just to show that money literally can come from anywhere and you can do anything with it and just it is such a free flowing form of energy and that I think is the biggest mindset change that I had when I read that book okay I read what remains of Elsie Jane by Chelsea Wakelin I kind of liked this book although I thought it was a little bit psychopathic that's kind of mean to say but I have never 
experienced grief before so I can never I can't personally say that I know what it feels like so when I read this book it felt like what I think grief would be like so it was a little bit crazy a little bit wild but also sad and it was just a roller coaster of emotions I did like the plot I think it did drag on at a little bit but in general I did appreciate the book and I liked the different tone that it gave because I feel like I read a lot of just like happy-go-lucky books but reading that one definitely changed up the pace a little bit and I did really like it okay the two books that I read this week which is crazy I read two books this week the first one is when in Rome by Sarah Adams and then the second one is Nora goes off script by 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 who I don't even know who the author is oh by Anna Annabelle Monaghan and what's crazy after I finished these two books I realized that they are just like the complete opposite of each other so when in Rome is about a celebrity woman celebrity singer whose car breaks down in this tiny town and meets a small town man and they fall in love and stuff like that whereas Nora goes off script is about a celebrity man who's filming a movie at a writer's house and then they fall in love and stuff like that okay so when in rome i really really liked actually i liked both of these a lot i was just in the mood for a light-hearted romance this week i really liked nora goes off script i really liked the ending and i just really really appreciated it like the plot twist i didn't really expect to be honest even though it was kind of predictable i didn't really i i, I thought it was so cute at the end when in Rome, the ending. Let me try and remember what happened. Oh, I also appreciated that When in Rome was a little bit more about like character development too, as well for the girl. For, oh my God, what was her name? Amelia. Really, really like that. I love books like that. And um, both good, very solid. Now I am reading today. I literally started this this morning. I'm reading Too Late by Colleen Hoover, which is basically, I was reading the intro. She had released a free version of this online as she was just kind of like writing and updating it. But now she has released a published version where it's a little bit more polished and stuff like that. And reading the first few chapters already, I'm like, oh my God, this is a wild book. It's going to be crazy. So I'm very excited to keep reading it. It's it's definitely a lot more dark and intense than the rest of Clean Hoover books. And Clean Hoover books are already quite intense. So just be warned if you're going to think about reading it. So, yes. That's my book update of the month. Let's continue with what I've been up to this month, which is a lot of hiking and time with friends. So since the last week of June, I have gone hiking every single weekend and we don't plan to stop anytime soon, which is crazy, but I love it. I've always just loved hiking. I love going outside and um, I, I'm, I'm just a granola girly. I don't know what else to tell you. My highlights, I would say, okay, so the first week we did Tunnel Bluffs, which the beginning was definitely killer, but the rest of the hike is flat after you pass the first two kilometers. I will definitely say the view is really beautiful, but I think it's topped by St. Mark's Summit. St. Mark's Summit is like a classic British Columbia hike that everyone does, and I only did it for the first time this year. I'm so glad I did it though. I just think in general is probably one of the best hikes I've ever gone on. Not just like the view at the end, which is incredible, but also just 
Okay, first of all, logistically, you park in a parking lot, there's bathrooms at the bottom, and it's like you're not in an outhouse and stuff like that. But also the trail itself and the terrain, like it's not all just straight uphill. It's there's a little bit of up and down. The trail's really nice in a forest and then also in some sunny parts. Like it's just overall like very very different and not boring. That's what I'll say. And then also the view at the end is just incredible at St. Mark's. So I loved that one. And then I also did the grouse grind two weeks in a row. You heard me. The grouse grind, if you don't know, is basically this very, very intense hike. It's not even really a hike. I don't know if you would call it that, but it's basically two and a half kilometers of straight uphill. Like I think it's a 700 meter elevation gain and it's all stairs. It's basically just like Stairmaster for two and a half kilometers. And the first time that we did it, we were going with a bigger group of friends. So, you know, we were kind of stopping a lot and pausing. And after the first time that I did it, I was like, I really want to see how fast I can do it if I try my best because last year I did it for the first time and I did it in an hour 15 and at that time when I did it I was absolutely dying so I was like you know what this year I've gotten a lot more fitter I've worked on my fitness I do classes so much more and I just feel overall very strong this year I want to see how fast I can do it if I try my best so after the first time the first time the first week we did it in two hours which was a nice for me it was kind of an easy stroll I don't want to say that in case that's like anyways I I also work out every day so for me it was kind of not too bad but the second time we did it literally not even a week after it was we did the first time on Sunday and then that Saturday we did it again I tried my best I went as hard as I could and I finished in an hour 12 so three minutes faster than my previous time which was really really good I felt really good about myself and um, also I feel like I just wasn't as dead as the first time that I did it when I did it in an hour 15 so I was like oh my gosh like I actually got a lot stronger which is crazy I think the biggest thing was my mental was definitely wearing off by the end like I was so like I wanted someone else to say that they needed a break so that we could take a break but we ended up pushing through the second half of the grouse grind from if you know there's like little numbered trail markers so you go like 1 to 40 from 20 to 40 the last half of the hike we only stopped at 30 so i was really proud of myself at the end even though i felt like i was going to pass out not actually but kind of a little bit i was very very happy with my time and also just how good i felt like i was like very proud of myself so anyways also one more thing to add on is that I've been hinge dating in July. Um, that episode is to come again. I'm going to talk about my experiences along with my Tinder experiences that I had from before. I've never shared them because they were from quite a while ago. But my main mindset with hinge dating was not that I was trying to find my forever partner. And that actually did take me a while to get out of that mindset because I'm so used to long term dating. But I was more like, I need to just be able to explore and see what is out there. Literally, I called it my research girl era. I don't want to talk about this too much because I do want to make a whole episode about it again, as I keep alluding to. But I did go, I've gone on five, like I've gone, I've met five different people in the span of since June to July. I have stopped since then, like, like, seeing more people just because it does get quite exhausting but 
it is very fun. But all that is to combine together to say my July has just been chaos and I haven't had much time alone, which I kind of miss. These last two weekends only were like the first two weekends that I really took a break and had a few afternoons to myself. Like this weekend, it's today. I don't have plans until tonight, which is really nice. And last week, I also took Sunday off and just like relaxed. I got a massage, which was really nice, and just spent time by myself. And I've really missed that, actually. So, my last July update is that I have a roommate. I think you might have saw her walking around the episode already, but I am cat-sitting right now, and I have a new roommate. Her name is Mooncake, but we call her Moon. I'm cat-sitting for one of my friends that's out of town. I've been cat-sitting since mid-July, and it has been so fun. I have definitely learned a lot about like the logistics of having a pet and taking care of someone else. And so while I love the idea of having a cat and she is very cute, I have decided that I don't think this is the time um, for a couple of reasons. First off is she sheds hair like crazy and combined with me who also sheds hair like crazy, I just vacuumed this morning and To say that there is hair all over the floor is not an understatement. Like, it is literally, the floor is covered in hair, which is kind of gross. I'm so sorry. So, that's one big thing, is that the cleaning is just so much. The second is just that it's kind of different, even though she's a cat and not a person, and she doesn't talk and stuff like that. Like, the fact that there's just, like, another person here with me, another being here with me, kind of changes the living alone experience like I was so used to being alone at home by myself and now for the last few weeks I've had another being who moves around and makes sound and stuff like that it's just different and I kind of miss the like total quiet but I do like having a pet right now also she was quite chaotic at the very beginning uh, for the first few nights she meowed a lot at night she knocked over my glass water pitcher at five in the morning she knocked over my coat rack it was just a lot and definitely very chaotic but since then she has calmed down i think just because she was getting used to a new place which is nice which is good because now i can sleep a full night which is very good so that's my july update that's pretty much been my entire month it has been so crazy busy and fun but i really appreciate it and i'm really happy that i've had so many good experiences anyways let's go into the actual part of the episode i want to talk about routines and why i love routines so as i've mentioned i am a big fan of routine i have always been ever since i was a little kid my fondest memories were always waking up to watch Saturday cartoons and like being able to watch the exact same programs every single week. I've just always been, I've always been a morning person and I've always been a routine person and that has definitely been very easy for me. So I will definitely say that's like a big perspective or part of my perspective when I talk about this. I'm so sorry, Moon was eating the cardboard box. She's very cute. Anyways, there are two... Oh, she's playing with box. No, Moon. 
I'm so sorry. Okay, so there are two main routines that I stick to on a daily basis, and that is my morning routine and then also just my daily routine. I think my days are very, very structured right now on the weekdays, and it's really, really nice, and I will talk about why, but I'm going to explain a little bit about my routines first, like what I actually do in case you want some inspiration for your own routine if you're building your own and stuff like that. So my morning routine. So the biggest idea with my morning routine is that I just want a little bit of time to myself before the day starts, especially because the work that I have done has always been very people-centered and chaotic at times. It sometimes really is the only time of the day that I have to myself. So that is kind of the basis of my morning routine and why I started waking up super early and stuff like that. And even though I wake up way earlier than I need to, I don't regret it because it's really, really nice. So the first thing that I do after I wake up is do my brushing teeth and all the bathroom stuff, washing face, stuff like that. But the first big thing that I do in my morning routine is journaling. And I do two forms of journaling. The first is kind of more regular journaling, I guess you could say, you know, where I have a blank page in my notebook and I just write about whatever I want. And I have always been a person that has an inner monologue so it's really really easy for me to write down it's basically just writing down like a stream of consciousness and whatever i'm thinking about because i always have thoughts going on in my head so usually to start the day i will write a page in my journal and that can be about what went on the previous day because i'm journaling in the morning nothing has happened yet so it can be about what happened the previous day highlights lowlights reflections stuff like that and also just whatever i thought about that night sometimes i will also do reflection questions if i feel like life just isn't super exciting in that moment i usually if i'm reading a book that has reflection questions we'll do reflection questions every single day or i'll just find some from instagram i've realized on instagram there's so many and you can just screenshot them and just pick one and do whatever you want so i love doing that journaling i find that it just helps me get out all the thoughts that i need apart from my podcast journaling every single day helps me just expel the words that I need to say so I really really like that and then the second form of journaling that I do is a little bit more niche I guess I would just call it like bullet journaling but it's basically like memory keeping memory journaling so first thing that I do is a habit tracker and I've been doing this for so long Honestly, at this point, my habit tracker is not even to motivate me because the habits that I track, I'm actually quite consistent with, but it's more just because I've done it for so long and I also like to see patterns in my behavior. So my habit tracker is mainly tracking how many steps I take. So I track whether I take more than 8,000 steps a day, whether I close all of my Apple Watch rings, and then also like if I floss stuff like that i think like physical health habits are very important to track if you are not a super disciplined person then having a habit tracker can help motivate you if you maybe are like okay if i do all my habits this week then i'll treat myself to a bubble tea or something like that i love 
those kinds of things but also for me the main reason mostly that I do it now is I like to track patterns as I said before so if I can see there's like a long stretch of me not completing a certain habit like maybe for a few days I don't take more than 8,000 steps per day and that's when I realize I'm getting very restless and like anxious stuff like that I like to be able to kind of correlate the behaviors that I have another thing that I do is I also track my sleep so I wear my apple watch when I go to bed and it will track your sleep automatically so I like to also keep track of how many hours I actually am asleep not just time in bed because again it kind of correlates to how did I feel that day what are my energy levels was I particularly cranky or moody those are things I kind of want to keep track of now that I'm just getting older I want to be able to kind of sense my body and uh, be really in tune with it and I think I just doing those kinds of little things really helps me just be able to gather information I guess you could say then the last part of my memory keeping journaling is actually memory keeping so I do this really niche thing and I've talked about it before it's like sticker planning basically so I basically have a page in my planner where I can kind of recount the day before through stickers and design and I think like more so than anything it's just a way for me to be creative using stationery which I've always been a person that loves stationery and I just love how cute the colors are when they come together and just being able to design my week or recount my week through stickers is super fun obviously you don't have to do that maybe like just writing down a sentence a day of a highlight from the previous day is enough for you but I think memory like keeping track of memories is so important because for one I am terrible I have terrible memory and I just can't remember things that happen or not even just like I can remember the big things but sometimes I want to be able to remember the small things like oh this happened at work and it was a really like nice win you know what I mean like being able to remember those things is really nice so I have found that keeping track of my days and what I've been up to is just it's so nice to be able to flip back through my year and be like oh this week I did this this and this and it was just so much fun so that's all the journaling that I do usually in the morning that'll take around 20 to 30 minutes which I know is a while but for me it's so worth it After I do all my journaling, I'll get ready for the day. So that's changing into an outfit, doing my makeup, doing my hair. And I love this. I love doing my makeup recently. I've just been in a huge makeup phase for the last, honestly, year, which is crazy. Sometimes I'm super in it. Sometimes I'm not. Recently, I've been in it. And I think it's just so much fun. It it is another way to be creative because I change up what colors I use every single day. And most of the like The structure of my makeup is the same, but being able to switch up small products here and there just makes it super fun and exciting. And um, I think the biggest thing with wearing makeup is it just helps me like get in the headspace to work. Like my mentality is that if I put on makeup and do my hair really nice and put on a nice outfit, then when I go to work, I'm like, oh, I got ready for this. Like I am ready. Whereas before I would do work, but still be in sweatpants and stuff. And I'd kind of just like want to fall asleep and not put in my best effort so when people give tips like oh wear jeans while studying and stuff like that like that's legit because you just feel like you're so ready for the day and you're like ready to take things seriously okay after I get ready the last biggest part of my morning routine is just making food for myself and I've been making the same breakfast for the last year I'm pretty sure which is crazy that I am not sick of it yet but I do go through very like strong hyperfixation foods 
phases and so the last year i've been eating avocado toast in the morning and it is still so delicious i don't think i'm getting over it anytime soon which is crazy so i mean it's self-explanatory but i'll toast a piece of bread put some pesto on it smash my avocado get a little slice of prosciutto and fry up an egg with some mushrooms and cheese and it is so good topped with everything but the bagel seasoning it's been my breakfast for the last year as i said and i just am not over it yet it's so delicious and i can't get over it it's too good and then i'll also make a cup of coffee at home which is really nice i think food is just so important in the morning I have always been trained as a breakfast person like my family is just a big breakfast family so I cannot be one who skips breakfast like I am actually very very routine with my eating right now like I'll get hungry at the same times of the day I like to eat at the same times of the day eat like similar snacks because it just is really easy to regulate my body that way and my energy levels so I really like that Anyways, that's kind of my morning routine. Just those three main sections, and you don't have to even do that much in the morning. I think, honestly, like, just taking a little bit of time, even if your morning routine is, like, you wake up, drink water, and then go outside and breathe in a couple fresh air breaths, that is enough. I just think not being in a rush or waking up, like, five minutes before you need to go is so important and just gives you the right headspace. Anyways, so that's my morning routine. My general daily routine that has been very similar since I've been working is um, basically my morning routine, then I go to work, and then I go to a workout class at night. And that's like every single day of my life. Not every single day, the weekdays. The biggest thing with a daily routine is that the structure really, really helps prioritize what you want to do. And... There are times, and I'll talk about this in a little bit, there are times where I'm like, oh, like my days are so similar and stuff like that. But then I remember that these are things that I genuinely want to do with my time. So one of the things that I hear a lot is that, you know, oh, I want to do this, but I just don't have the time for it. But then you realize like you're actually scrolling on your phone for hours upon hours of the day. A routine I find just helps you make the time for what you want to do and it's it, it, it might seem very like rigid and structured in the moment but then you realize like oh actually I'm accomplishing a lot of what I want to do and I'm doing more and more and achieving more towards my personal goals it just helps you out you know right it you make the time like so for example for me something that I really like is working out and I have just always put it as a part of my day. I make it one separate calendar on my calendar app and I structure the time in. Recently, it's been easier for me because I've been doing fitness classes. So I literally am committing to a class and I have to go. But before when I went to the gym, I still the same would just structure my time and be like, I'm going to the gym at this time. This is my time to go to the gym. And it's something that I'm committing And it's kind of hard to do at the beginning for sure, but one thing that I realized is as you commit to things and actually follow through with them, you are helping yourself be more confident and give yourself like evidence that you are able to accomplish things. So for example, if you tell yourself you're going to work out Monday at five o'clock, And then you actually go and do it. And it doesn't have to be something super intense. Like it can just be a walk. It can be a run. It can be a yoga from YouTube. 
just actually following through with that plan gives you so much confidence and you're like oh like i can actually do this and i am capable of making plans and sticking to them and then you'll want to be more inclined to make more workout plans or whatever else you want to do so that is a big thing so if you feel like you can't you've never tried and you're scared just know that you can try just do it one time and don't put pressure on yourself don't put pressure on yourself to like do a fancy soul cycle class the first time you go and work out ever make it something chill like oh i'm gonna walk around the block monday at six o'clock and then once you do it then set it again for yourself the next day tuesday at six o'clock i'm gonna do the same thing and i think as you get into the habit of that it gets easier and easier and then eventually it just feels like second nature to you so while my daily routine seems very structured and i know i've gotten comments from other people like my friends and stuff like that that they're like like why do you just do the same thing every day or like sleep so early and stuff like that like these are things that I genuinely want to do daily and also I know that these are the things that will make me feel the best I love working out every single day it gives me an endorphin rush and it also makes me feel so strong and then sleeping early I know it's lame to sleep at 9 30 but it's just what helps me feel best like I feel so good during the work day I feel I don't feel groggy at all I haven't gotten like a midday slump in so long and I just really really like it so that's my daily routine and also just why I stick to it so much is those reasons so two other reasons why I love routine so much is that routine helps with decision paralysis and I am a person who struggles with decision paralysis a lot I when it's like inconsequential things I've realized I have a really hard time making a decision But when it's like important things, like big decisions, I'm usually very, very clear about what I want, which is very interesting, right? I feel like other people would be like the opposite, but I've realized because these are inconsequential things, like where I'm going to eat for dinner or stuff like that, or like what I'm going to do for the next 15 minutes, I just have such a hard time because I'm like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, but I do still want to make the most of my time so I've realized that a routine just really helps with cutting down that decision paralysis time which is really really nice and obviously saves me a lot of time you know instead of having to decide what workout I want to do and what exercise I'm going to do and stuff like that like I would waste so much time in the gym just figuring out what I want to do I just go to a class and everything's there for me and I don't even have to or like if you go to the gym routinely you can just make a routine for yourself and then just do the same thing like every monday every tuesday every wednesday i think having to decide just takes up so much effort and energy and also willpower and your willpower is not uh infinite right it's finite it's going to end by the end of the day so it uh will run out and that's my second point is that when you're on routine less willpower is needed to live your life because everything is laid out for you i feel like before when i was trying to break my habit of going on my phone first thing in the morning it took me so much effort because i was so used to it as soon as i woke up i would scroll on instagram and stuff like that and it took me quite a while to break that habit that you know your willpower is a finite resource as i said throughout the day so if you use it all in your morning trying to build your morning routine by your nighttime, you're probably not going to be able to hold yourself back 
And actually, I still find that I am like this. In the morning, I'm so disciplined and my morning routine really does help with not having to decide and just being able to live life and not go on my phone in the morning. But at night, because I've used a lot of willpower and I've used a lot of energy, usually I can't control myself. One thing that has helped me though is deleting TikTok. Once I deleted TikTok, my phone time at night really, really decreased like dramatically, which is good. But I think the routine just really, really helps with that. So even if it's, again, it doesn't have to be super complicated, but just having a general structure, I think really, really helps. But to counteract that, to be the devil's advocate, I'm going to talk about two things or two reasons why I think routine is bad because, of course, to every good thing, there are also bad things. So the first thing that I'm always reminding myself is that it is okay if your routine is broken. Obviously, here and there, not every single day, but it is okay because here's my thought. So recently, I have been breaking my routine quite a bit. I've been staying up past my bedtime and I haven't been working out every single day like I usually am and I've been eating out for dinner and lunch and stuff like that way more than I used to and that is very, very different than my routine. It does mess it up quite a bit and also just the calm and tranquility that I have in my life I feel like is kind of ruined when I break my routine. The thing is that the memories that I make when I break my routine are always worth it. Like the reasons I stay up late. Well, this week it was because I went to go watch the fireworks with my friends. I haven't worked out as much because I've been spending time with people that I love and spending time seeing people that I want to spend time with. Going hiking, although hiking's technically working out, but you know, breaking my regular workout schedule to go hiking, to go on walks by the beach, all this stuff. Like this is all definitely breaking my regular routine, but the trade-off is of course worth it because these memories are so much more fun. So the biggest takeaway from this is routine is there to help you, but don't let it control your life and feel like you have to live by your routine every single moment of every single day because obviously then the funnest parts of life I feel like are when you don't schedule it and you break your routine a little bit. That's what I realized. I definitely before was a lot more anal about it, but recently I've just been a bit more chill. Like if friends want to make plans to go out late, okay, let's go. I'll figure it out. I'll sleep in the next day. I'll cancel my morning plans, whatever it is. I just think it is so much fun to go out and have fun. And especially because it's summer. And also the second thing is, I feel like sometimes when you're on routine, you can kind of just go into autopilot mode because literally everything is so muscle memory to you. Sometimes I feel that way in the morning when I'm like, oh, and now I do my journaling and then I go and change. Like, I feel like it's just like my body is just carrying me through these things, but that's kind of bad. Don't let life become autopilot and just let it pass you by. I think the biggest way to combat this is to remember why you put these things in your routine in the first place. Like, why do you think these are important to do every single day? For me, the journaling is, first of all, the biggest thing is to be able to remember my life and to journal and to write down what I'm feeling and what I've done is to be able to remember what I do. And also just to be able to express myself. I love to get my thoughts and emotions out through words and feeling just, I love journaling. 
and also working out right like the example why i go back to it you know when i feel like very unmotivated to go to class and i really don't want to i remember that oh it is such a blessing that i am able to move my body in the way that i can and i want to make myself strong be able to live as long as i can and be able to do a lot of pull-ups and push-ups that's also a big reason why but i find that remembering the why because there are going to be times when you're unmotivated or undisciplined and you need to be able to pull yourself back and you can't let yourself fall sometimes you need to remember the why and have a strong why and i think that's also a big thing to remember when you're building your routine in the first place is remember or just think of why do you genuinely want these things like if you're meditating and putting it in your routine just because everyone else on social media says it's good for you you'll never stick to it you need to have a genuine reason one of the things that's coming up in my mind now is i remember in atomic habits to be able to make routines stick and stick with them you need to have that be a part of your identity so i think what would really help is to be able to go back to who do you want to be and who do you want to represent and what what values you want to represent and then kind of build the habits from there like for example for me oh i want to be a very strong physically and mentally strong person thus i work out and that is the habit that i have so think about what is your identity what do you want to be known for what do you want to represent in your life and then build your habits from there i think that would be really helpful all right but that is the end of this episode i hope you enjoyed i missed recording so much while i love taking a break i definitely missed this and it is a part of my weekly routine that i want to build back up again I hope you enjoy. I hope you have a great week. I am still figuring out my setup, so in case this one is not great or the audio is not great, I'll figure it out for next week and I'll play around with it, but I hope you have a great week and I'll see you in my next episode. Bye!